better, but you don't know what you're talking about. And you say, I know better, but you don't know what you're talking about. And you say, Welcome to WKJP News Radio, the podcast that talks about the 90s sitcom News Radio, one episode at a time. I am your host, Jordan, and here with me, kicking it on the podcast tip, is my wife, Kayleen. Are you kicking it on the podcast tip? If you say so. (laughs) (laughs) Today we'll be talking about Season 2, Episode 20, entitled Coda. Mm -hmm. Kayleen, I'd like to ask at the top, how you doing? Great. Yeah? This is so weird. We haven't done this in a while. No, we haven't. I feel like we said that at the beginning of every episode now, though. Well, this is true, because we went on a 10-day trip to Iceland. Yeah, we're international travelers. We are, yeah. It was our 10th wedding anniversary. Tell me your favorite part of the Iceland trip. Oh, man. The whole trip was so great. Honestly, I really loved... So, we did the Ring Road, which is the road that goes all the way around Iceland. Um, I honestly don't think I can pick out one specific... Uh, place that we saw or thing that we did because there were so many beautiful, wonderful things. I think, honestly, my overarching favorite was just doing a road trip with you. Mm -hmm. I really enjoyed just being in the car and listening to our music and chatting and then, hey, what's that? And we would just pull over and get out of the car and go see a waterfall or go see a stinky sulfur (laughs) hot spring or go see some cool-looking rocks or uh, go see a field of purple flowers or a beach or any other number of cool things um yeah it was a really really great trip Mm -hmm. it's it's hard to be home a little bit it is and also listeners you're catching us after 10 days of spending nearly every moment together yeah in fact the only the first minutes i think that we spent really away from each other were on our wedding anniversary that's true yeah you walked around Reykjavik yeah i got a tattoo i just you went for a walk. Went for a constitutional. <laughs> you found some bookshops yep. and had some coffee. and Yeah. Yeah, we celebrated 10 years of marriage. Wow. Good job, us. Good job, us. Yeah, so. Nice. Let's stop bragging now. Okay. <laughs> so, well, I think it's important to just say that so the listener knows That's where we, we are. Yeah. Fantastic country. Um, so, so nice. So nice, so beautiful. So chill. Very chill. A little expensive, but, you know. <laughs> Pretty expensive. Yeah. We found that out when we came back. That's the problem with spending things in a foreign currency. You're like, I have no idea what this means. Yeah. 4,200 kroner. <laughs> okay, sure. You know, like, that's fine. <laughs> How much money did we just spend at the grocery store? Yeah. So. Cool. Yeah. Well, Kayleen, I like to ask, we have had a few days apart now, because I've been yeah. going back to work and you've been off on summer vacation. What have you been watching lately? Downton Abbey. Yeah, we caught that on the Beeb, on the BBC yeah. when we were in Iceland and you decided you wanted to rewatch it. Yeah, I just, it was one of those shows I kind of forgot about. Everybody was way into it, you know, a few years ago, I guess probably quite a few years ago now. And I watched it. I really binge watched it when I had our second kid uh, because I spent hours and hours sitting in a chair, nursing him, letting him sleep on me. Um, And so in those wee hours of the morning or those just long stretches where I couldn't get up, uh, I would put in my headphones and 
do the like the Bluetooth connection so there was quiet in the room and I would listen and watch Downton Abbey and I watched the whole s- series in a few weeks. Um, and apparently I'm doing that again because I have been like, I've just been binge watching it. I haven't been watching it super, super closely, but like I'm doing the dishes and I just have it on my laptop in the kitchen with me or I'm folding laundry and I just mm-hmm. have my laptop with me and have it on or I'm painting my nails or I'm, I don't know, whatever Yeah, I happen to be doing. Um, yeah, it's like a soap opera, but a good one. So, yeah, that's really what I've been watching. Because when we were in Iceland, we didn't watch. <laughs> I mean, we watched some TV. We saw a Superstore. We did. On the TV. You liked that. Yeah, so that was going to be my what are you watching. <laughs> and, yeah. Uh, yeah, we caught Superstore on Netflix when we were staying at the Airbnb in Akrari. Yeah. And I don't know if people are going to relate to this, but sometimes when you're traveling abroad, you just get... You don't even realize it until it catches up with you, but you just realize how tired you are of sort of navigating a million different little things that are just Mm -hmm. slightly weird and strange and taxing and new. And also the sun didn't set. Yeah. (laughs) We got uh, two hours of darkness a day. But it wasn't even dark. And it never even really got dark. I mean, it was dusk. And we were asleep when it happened. Right. Yeah, right around the summer solstice. Um, So I was really... I had just hit a point in the vacation where I was like, yeah, I need something like this. And I saw it was on and it just very much made me feel like at home and comfortable. And I was like, oh, this is what I needed. And we got back to the States and I'm like, I want to keep watching that. And so that's been my background show lately. I mean, this has got to be my fourth or fifth rewatch of the entire series of Superstore. So That's so weird to me because I was the one that showed it to you. Mm -hmm. And then you liked it more than I did. Yeah. You still like it more than I do. I like it, but you... I think I do. Yeah, the writing is really sharp. And, like, all the characters are really well-defined and funny. Yeah, I, there are certain character relationships. I mean, honestly, this the biggest issue I have with Superstore is kind of the biggest issue I have with news radio. Is that you don't care about the romantic? I don't buy it. Yeah, I don't buy, I don't buy it in Superstore. Yeah, I don't buy Jonah and Amy. Yeah. Like, I just don't buy this, like... Will they, won't they romance? I kind of just don't like Amy in Superstore, personally. I don't think you are supposed to. Um, She's difficult to like. Yeah. I find. Yeah. I actually like her. Um, I like her less when she's being a romantic interest character. I like her more when she's just being, I don't know, kind of her no-nonsense hmm. self. But, yeah. I've That's one thing I've learned about myself is when I watch shows, if I don't buy the romances... I'm out, like, mentally, I'm just kind of like, oh, I'm watching a show. But, like, oh, my gosh, watching, like, Downton Abbey, mm-hmm. Mr. and Mrs. Bates, oh, they couldn't be anyone other than Mr. and Mrs. Bates. Like, I forget that they're actors. Mm. I forget that everyone on that show is an actor. <laughs> um, but, yeah, their relationship in particular, I just think is really uh, compelling. Great. Okay. Well, we also like to ask a question at the top. Do you have one? I do have one. Okay. I told you about it earlier, hoping you would think about it. Yes, I have been thinking about it a little (laughs) bit. So the question this week is, what is the worst television show you ever saw? And I want to qualify this by saying, not in the sense of like bad, like Real Housewives. Like there is a sense of the word bad in which Real Housewives is like bad or trash TV. I mean, a show where they are trying to do something 
good or at least entertaining and just failing miserably either with the acting or the sets or the um, yeah. characters and the dialogue. See, I have a hard time thinking of one because I don't think I remember bad shows in so, the same way that I just have a memory. I don't remember bad times. Uh, I, I know I'm very fortunate. Like I just, I just, I don't know. My brain just kind of edits out the like, Oh, we don't, we don't, we choose to not remember the shitty parts of our life. And we just remember the good parts. That's you. That's not me. I know. You're like, I love the. I'm not saying I love it. I'm just saying I can't escape it. <laughs> um, so I don't know if I really remember like bad TV shows I watch. Cause also I feel like why I w- if they were bad, I wouldn't watch them. So I'm going to tell you my answer okay. to this and maybe that will jostle something loose for you. Okay. So it, I came across one on the TGIF lineup Yeah. and I only saw maybe one or two episodes of it. And for years I thought I like dreamt it or I like couldn't remember what it was or believe it was real. And I've just recently looked it up. It was called, Aliens in the Family. Oh, no. It was basically like a Brady Bunch or Step by Step. Sure. Like where there's this melded family. Yeah. Except half of them are extraterrestrials. <laughs> and But let me guess they, they look human? No, they don't. And oh, that's, no. The costume and makeup. The costuming and... was done by the Jim Henson Company. Oh, God. So like if you're picturing some of the like yeah. crazy stuff you see Muppets. on like PBS Kids... Yeah. It was that. And they're, listener, go look this up and you will not believe the like atrocious <laughs> costuming. But I remember watching this and I was, I guess I would have been 11. Mm. And I've told you before, like, I didn't know that sure. things could be bad. Yeah. I was just like, oh, I don't get this. This is right. not for me or, or what is this? But I was like, I can't believe this is on TV. This is, <laughs> it was not funny. It was aggressively ugly. Like the, I just couldn't. I was baffled by it. And huh. I so I had to go digging for it to get the title of it, but it was called Aliens in the Family. It only huh. ran for a few episodes. Yeah, I can't think of one. I can think of there were shows, like for some reason the first thing I thought of was Two Guys, a Girl, in a Pizza Place. Really? But I don't know that that actually was a bad show because I didn't really watch it. I think I just remember thinking the name of it was so stupid. <laughs> Yeah. Like it was a terrible title for a TV show. And so then something in my brain was just like, that's a dumb, bad show because the title of the show is so dumb. Because it is a dumb name for a show. Well, if we're going off that, I think one of the worst shows ever would be My Name is Earl. Because <laughs> I remember <laughs> thinking that is one of the worst titles for a sitcom I've ever heard. Huh. Um, the other one I thought of, which this is more in the like, it's terrible reality trashy show but i remember watching i believe it was called who wants to marry a millionaire Mm -hmm. and that was right at the very i think that was riding the coattails of who wants to be a millionaire yeah right and it was also writing the very beginnings of uh the reality television game show craze and romantic (laughs) like the bachelor was probably right around then or whatever as well but i remember watching that episode that show and being like i can't believe this is on television and the woman who won darva conger i still remember her name oh yes i know that name because it's such an odd name it is an odd name but like didn't they get divorced very quickly afterward and like I don't know. I just remember a lot of criticism of her and him and the whole situation. And 
Um, there have been a few shows like that mm. since. I mean, hell, they have a whole a whole series now called Married at First Sight. Right. Which I actually kind of like. But, <laughs> no, you do. But, I mean, those people at least are paired by psychologists. And, like, they mean, like, I know it's silly, but, you know, there's some thought effort put into, like, putting people together that actually might be compatible, whereas this was literally, like, What's your favorite color? If you could travel anywhere in the world, where would you travel? Do you like blondes or brunettes? Like, all right, I pick you. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Um, the, other sh- the other show I just thought of, and again, I don't think it actually is a bad show, uh, but Sabrina the Teenage Witch. I remember watching that. I remember kind of liking it. Yeah, I think I watched, I know I liked it and watched it too, but the animatronic cat. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You had to kind of look past that. Right. Because sometimes it was a real cat, I think. And I then, think it was when it was far away or they needed it to like scamper across the room. It was right. a real black cat. But then it would sometimes be this robotic cat that looked like something <laughs> out of like, the, it's a small world after all, right? <laughs> yes. It and was, its head would just like rotate back and forth and it would blink and like. It was sub showbiz pizza. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Animatronics. Yes. And. So, again, I don't think that actually was a bad show because I watched, that is one I did watch and enjoyed, but yeah, that cat, I don't know. <laughs> so, I recommend that everybody go to a specific Wikipedia page. It's called List of Sitcoms Known for Negative Reception, and it lists a lot of these different kinds of TV shows that... Um, specifically sitcoms that are known for being bad or at least getting really negative reception when they first came out. I'm looking up the name of the cat. Salem. Salem. That was his name. Okay. I kept thinking it was Binks, but no, that's the cat from Hocus Pocus. Oh, okay. I always liked Salem because I thought he had kind of a fun voice too. He was like very wry. Like, oh, I don't know about that, Sabrina. (laughs) Can we hear some more of those cat impressions? That was a really good one. In case you've never watched this show, <laughs> yeah. I nailed it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alien's looking up a photo of the aliens in the family costuming. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's real bad. Yeah, isn't that nightmarish? Yeah. Holy crap. Like, I was expecting more Star Trek costumey, but this is, like, full-on... This is, like, dinosaurs. Yes. Costume. That was another show I thought of that was bad, but it actually, like... And it was. I, I did watch some episodes of it or clips of it not that long ago just to be like, remember this? Like, Because yeah. I thought it was hilarious yes. and fantastic when I was a kid. Yes. So... You know, context is everything. I don't think you can say it's a bad show because at the time it actually was very popular and cool. Right. (laughs) But, yeah, this is like in the same vein as dinosaurs. Oof. Wow. Yeah, we just took a little break to watch a one-minute clip from Aliens in the Family. Keelan, first thoughts? No. <laughs> I don't even want to say like that. I, I regret. I regret it all. All right. Should we get into the episode? Sure. Okay. <laughs> As always, feel free to reach out to give us ideas for questions to discuss or to answer it yourself. Actually, if you 
have a good answer to this question. Or honestly, if you remember aliens in the family, <laughs> please let me know. Make sure that I'm not just a crazy person. Should we get into the news radio episode? Yeah, okay. Let's talk about that show. <laughs> All right, we'll be talking about the episode Coda. This aired April 21st, 1996. It was written by Brian Kelly, Lewis Morton, Josh Lieb, and Paul Sims. And it was directed by Lee Shalit Shamel. The only thing I want to say about number ones is that there is a new number one at the box office. Keeling, does the title Primal Fear ring any bells for you? I mean, it sounds like a 90s drama action flick. Yeah. I had no knowledge of it whatsoever. Apparently it starred Richard Gere and Edward Norton. Edward Norton? Yeah, apparently it was his first role. So apparently it is about a lawyer who represents an altar boy who was accused of murdering one of the priests of a Catholic church. Sounded kind of interesting. Edward Norton is the altar boy, I believe. Uh, The only reason I bring it up is because Mara Tierney has a supporting role. She plays Naomi. Now do we have to watch it? Kind of. It sounds like it might be a good one. I don't know. (laughs) You're going to, I can just imagine you Googling, like, are there any sex scenes? Are there any she topless in this movie? If so, Jordan is interested. (laughs) Safe search off. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. Um, Yeah. Okay. I just wondered if you had heard of it. No. Maybe we'll watch it and report back. Okay. There are several points throughout news radio when the different actors on the show went off to do films. Mm -hmm. Um, This is obviously one of them. And so I thought it might be fun to watch those as they happen. Um, So yeah, that might be a good one to watch to see more tyranny. Sure. All right. Getting into the episode, the synopsis from Wikipedia is that Dave, Bill, and Mr. James work on a promotional spot. Lisa helps Joe study for a test. Matthew tries to sign people up for a summer house in the Hamptons. Those are the plots. That's I know, correct. I know. I just, they're so dull. Tipping your hand early on, Kayleen did not like this one. No, this is probably my least favorite episode, honestly, of all of them. No, it can't be worse than the... Uh, oh, the tunnel. <laughs> the train episode. Yeah, that one was bad, too. This is down there with that one. Okay. All right, let's get into it. Uh, we open on the conference table. Matthew's trying to get everyone to go in on a summer house together in the Hamptons. So Matthew is that guy at the office who's always trying to get everyone to do something together outside of the office. Mm-hmm. Apparently he tried to coordinate softball, but didn't realize that someone needed to bring a bat and a ball. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, and he also tried to get them to go to a Knicks game, uh, but did not buy tickets in advance. Because <laughs> he just thought he could show up and buy tickets night of. Do you have to buy tickets before a game like that? I don't know. Yeah, no, I have no idea. I... I would assume so. If I were planning this, I would think to do that. But, I mean, aren't there always, like, nosebleed seats available? Yeah. Right? Like, I would just think that, like, there would there was always at least some, unless it's a really big game. You can imagine these characters complaining if that's the seats he got them, though. Maybe, yeah. I need to point out that um, Matthew is wearing a sweater vest. And plaid pants. And plaid pants. I noticed that. Yeah. He, it's a sweater vest with uh, red and yellow on it. I said he looks like Ronald McDonald's kid brother. Hmm. <laughs> uh, I also like the line, Bill's retort to Matthew is, we already have something to do together. It's called work. 
<laughs> That's how I feel yeah. every time somebody tries to get us to do things outside of the office. I actually put, wrote down that I I feel for Matthew because I'm a joiner. Yes, you are. You know, like I feel the um, I don't know. I want to say the word obligation, but it's not actually an obligation. But I I feel like I'm a I'm a person who brings people together. Like I'm an organizer. Yeah, you're not just a joiner. You're an organizer. Yeah, like I'm, and I and I kind of like be, taking on that role of like, hey, we should all do something. I'll connect everybody. I'll figure out the logistics. I'll make it all happen. And then there's really some satisfaction. And when everyone, when the event actually happens and everyone comes and like, hopefully has a good time. Like you feel a little bit like I did that. Like I am responsible for that. And Mm -hmm. I also think countless times in my life, there have been people that say to me, like, thank you so much for organizing that because I think everybody's looking for somebody to do the thing. Sure. And so I tend to be the person who volunteers to do the thing. Yeah. And I really do kind of enjoy it, but I also see the flip side of like it, it being obnoxious. And then I get kind of like, Oh God, maybe I need to pipe down. No, I understand. Uh, the, yeah, those sorts of people are needed. Like I think about, uh, one job that I worked at, I was working with a guy. I think I had just met him that night. This was when I was working at a coffee shop and afterward he was like, what's everybody doing? Should we go get a drink? And I was like, kind of like, oh my God, this guy. I just spent four hours working with you. I don't want to sure. hang out with you. But I was like, okay, I did. I did. And that guy turned out to be a good friend. That's how I met TJ. <laughs> like, yeah, I know. He needed to be the one who broached it and said like, hey, let's go do something. Right. Now, there's a big difference between let's go get a drink after work and let's get a summer house in the Hamptons. Well, <laughs> yeah, I was confused because my first thought was it was just a weekend. Like, right. And I was like, great, that's nice. And What's we a, just have a weekend together. And then I'll, and then apparently it was actually the entire summer. It's confusing. It's a weekend summer house that you rent all summer. <laughs> yeah, like you get it all the weekends in yeah, the summer. Right. So after the credits, uh, Bill comes into Dave's office. He's playing a baseball promo that he did. Um, he's kind of frustrated that he got a lot of his lines cut. Uh, Mr. James comes in to mediate between the two. It's kind of weird. Mr. James says, like, Bill was in his office complaining an hour earlier. Mr. James has an office? Yeah, we've seen it. Oh, right. But I still am confused about where that is. Is that in the same building, do you think? That has never been made clear. I, I guess It's that I was... big, like, fancy one yeah. that we had at the retreat. Yeah, but they were going to have the retreat. That's his office. Uh-huh. I don't know if that's in the same building. I would assume it is, but he also has all kinds of enterprises. I was under the impression it was more like he called, but whatever. Oh, I just totally blanked on that. I didn't think about it. I guess it makes sense that it would be in the same building. Hmm. Mr. James seems like the kind of guy who's never in his office, though. He seems like he's too sociable, like he needs to be out mixing it up. Yeah, but he needs to have like a home base in New York City that he goes to. I just mean out like in bothering the staff at WNYX. Sure. Bill claims that one of the lines Dave wants to cut from the crack of the bat to the roar of the crowd, quote, speaks to the truth of the human condition. (laughs) I just like the overblown rhetoric there. Um, He's really just trying to get as many of his beautiful words into the promo as possible. So Mr. James decides they're all going to bring in an editor and some editing equipment. They're going to sort it out and get the promo done. I thought uh, that was really good the way it was. I thought it was totally fine too. I know. I think that's 
part of the point is right. that like there's nothing that needs to be changed exactly really. like it's fine the way it is right beth offers to bring in mr james teddy bear whose name is mr bubby wubby schmoopsy poops oh that irritated me because <laughs> that is so obviously like then it's like it's a name that's trying to be funny exactly right and that's just annoying like why couldn't he, i don't know it'd be funnier if his name was like harold Her- well not even that i was thinking like I don't know. Um, flapjack. <laughs> You're <laughs> you right. Know? Those are both better. Right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mr. Bubby Wubby Schmoopsy Poops sounds like a writer. Yes. Writing. Exactly. A cutesy name. Yes. As opposed to like being something that any human being would naturally come up right. with. Right. Right. Like even our kids stuffed animals. One is named Duncan and one is named Bing Bing. Yep. <laughs> which Bing Bing. <laughs> It'd be kind of funny if it was a teddy bear named Bing Bing. Yeah. So throughout the entire episode, Matthew is trying to get people to sign up for the summer house. He's talking to Beth. She's really eager to sign up for it, but she doesn't have any money. She suggests that maybe she could bring in a few friends, but uh, Matthew doesn't like the idea of outsiders. Well, yeah. Oh, totally. I mean, I agree. Yeah, I wouldn't want that either. Yeah, like, oh, I'm Beth's college roommate. Right, like you're trying to get your group of friends together, and then all of a sudden there's a bunch of randoms. Yeah. Which is what ends up happening, but yeah. Exactly. So we've got two of the three subplots. The third one is that Joe asks Lisa to help him study for a certification. Apparently he needs that just be in good standing with the union or something. Um, He asks her because she's good at taking tests. Apparently she got... 800 on her math SATs, which makes sense given her math abilities. Uh, one thing I did like about this is we don't often see Lisa and Joe interacting. I think that's, yeah, that's true. a nice dynamic. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't like Joe. I know you don't. I know. I know. Dave, Mr. James, and Bill are editing the promo in Dave's office. Um, they asked for the opinion of the common man and Bill addresses the editor as guy. turns out the editor's name actually is guy. That was my second lol. Actually, that's a weird thing. I didn't really like this episode, but it made me laugh at least two or three times. The other time I laughed was when Matthew said that's not actual size. <laughs> that's right. The bedrooms. He's the... showing Beth the floor plan. Right. Very much like that line from Zoolander. Have you ever met a guy named guy? I've only, I can think of. I've only ever known a guy as a character um, in a book or show. I've never met anyone in my life named Guy. I mean, this is straight married people talking, but didn't your friend Justin have a foreign Gee. exchange student? His name was Guy. He was <laughs> yes. French, but it was oh spelled G-U-I. Gosh. I totally forgot about Guy. Yeah. <laughs> yes, you're right. Yeah. My parents took him to the lake with us. So oh. I've never told you this. No. Yeah. I think he really enjoyed it. He was a really adventurous person. Like he was very much a young, a f- young Frenchman who came to the States and wanted to experience America. Yeah. And he was just so energetic and like happy. And he water skied for the first time. He got up the first time he tried water skiing and like, yeah. he was just like game game. He was very game. But yeah, even I remember we went to Perkins and he sat down to eat and he got like a pancake breakfast or whatever. And then the whipped butter came on the side and he took a spoon and he was like, huh, and just ate it. <laughs> and then his face was just like, oh, dear God. <laughs> and looking back now, even I'm thinking like, I don't want to assume that all butter in France is better than all butter in the States, but I bet it is. Oh, yeah. And I'm sure like the whipped butter at Perkins was just like. 
yeah. margarine, probably. I bet he was like, what is the other Americans eating? Sorry, I just totally forgot about ghee. Yeah. That's a good little memory. Yeah. The next part is um, the characters in the editing situation kind of sparring about how to chop up the promo. Why don't we just cut every third word and be done with it? Coming right up. Crack that. Roar a crowd. Get one back at And Guy, the editor, is just right on top of that. Apparently, you can press a button and do that. I know. I wrote, what is this magical editing equipment that you can push one key? (laughs) I mean, even now, like, technology is incredibly advanced with editing, and you can't just... No, I know. Guy had that queued right up, too. He was ready to go. He did a little prep work in advance. He's like, listen to this. (laughs) You guys think that's something? Check this out. I'm Bill McNeil on crack. I like boys. <laughs> Destroy that right now. I'm not kidding. So Matthew is trying to convince Catherine to sign up for the summer house. And Catherine is worried that Beth is going to bring in a bunch of sub-sub letters. So you're saying everyone's put up their share? Yeah, everyone. By everyone you do know, I mean Beth. Mm-hmm, of course. Oh, wait a minute. She's not bringing in a bunch of strangers, is she? Well, you know what they say, uh, a stranger is just a friend you haven't met yet. And we'll be having none of those. That just reminds me of how you look at the world. A stranger is just a friend you haven't met. I was going to say, that's kind of how I feel. (laughs) I know it is. Like, when I meet somebody, I'm like, all right, what are you about? (laughs) And I basically like everyone until they give me a reason not to like them. Which is a nice way to go into That's meeting great. somebody. I, yeah, I think there's just a fundamental matter of disposition there because yeah. I'm the opposite. I'm like... Yeah. You're proved to me that I should like you. Yeah, why should I like you? Right. <laughs> like, I'm suspicious of you until you prove to me that you're not an asshole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, one of the runners throughout the episode is that Bill really wants to wear his Speedo around the summer house. Yeah, I actually wrote that down as one of my 90s things. I feel like Speedos are still a thing. Mm-hmm. But they felt like way more of a joke in the 90s. Very much. Whereas now it just feels like nobody cares. I mean, no. I don't know. You know, in Iceland, we did several public baths yeah. or, you know, situations where we were around a bunch of other people in swimsuits, mm-hmm. including a lot of like, we saw a lot of European tourists. I mean, France, oh my Germany, gosh. Spain. Oh, yeah. I didn't see nearly as many Speedos as I thought I was going to see. Huh. I think of that as very European. But everybody was yeah. wearing trunks. Nearly everybody. Yeah, that's true. I saw a few. I guess I honestly wasn't paying a ton of attention to it, but. I really do like the line, though, where Matthew asks Bill, aren't Speedos just a bit revealing? And he's, he, Bill's line delivery is just perfect where he says. There you go. Okay, look out, Summer. Here we come. Yeah, the sun, the fun, the sea, the sand, my Speedos. <laughs> Speedos, you say? Yeah, you should give them a try. Speedos are just so... Well, it's not like we're going to have a dress code per se, but aren't they a little revealing? They are indeed. (laughs) In the next scene, Lisa's still helping Joe to study for the exam. (laughs) Apparently one of his responses is, I refuse to answer the question on the grounds that the design of the circuit is totally sucky. So he's uh, 
what is that, uh, editorializing or opining instead of giving the answer they're looking for. He's like the worst type of student. Yep. I hate students like that. That just decide from the very beginning that like, there's nothing that you can teach me because I already know everything and everything I know is correct. Yep. And like finite. Yeah. That's just honestly kind of, in my opinion, is sad. It's a very adult learner perspective too. Yes. Joe also wrote three entire blue books on the nature of the fundamental principles of how a battery works. So it's really interesting that apparently he gets really into the details there. I think this episode is our first real direct peek inside Joe Gorelli, the character, being Joe Rogan. Mm. I think before now we could really separate them. Like, the actor Joe Rogan is playing a character named Joe Gorelli. Mm -hmm. I think this is Joe Gorelli, the character, really pulling from who Joe Rogan is. He's like he's being himself. He's being himself, yeah. Sure. Not entirely, right? They're still separate, but... He's kind of a know-it-all. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I've listened to enough of his podcast that I can see kind of like where he's pulling this from. I mean, like, the bad version of Joe Rogan is the Joe Gorelli we're seeing here. Mm -hmm. He tells Lisa that he doesn't want to be a mindless drone because mindless drones don't deserve to use technology. Matthew is trying to sell Lisa on the idea of the Hamptons summer house. So Lisa wants to be at the summer house on opposite weekends from Dave. She doesn't really explain why, but she just seems to think it's going to be awkward if they are there together. Well, I mean, it's pretty clear that, like, she's aware that Dave is trying to be close to her. Like, he wrote her that super long memo, and I don't know. Like, she just seems like she wants to avoid him. Yeah, I'm a little unclear where we've left it. Partly that's because we haven't done this podcast thing consistently in a while, and part of it's just I don't think the show exactly knows where they left it, except that they are, at this point, broken up. But I wouldn't want to be at a weekend house in the Hamptons with my ex, like, especially if you wanted to like have another special someone over, or even if you just wanted to have some drinks and relax, like, yeah, you don't necessarily want to do that around somebody you have a history with. Yeah. That makes sense. So Joe is convinced that he is too smart for the dumb test. And Beth gives Joe this really funny pep talk about how he's not too intelligent for it. She gives him a bunch of examples about how, he can really be dumb. Who in this office once almost crushed a janitor to death while trying to soup up the elevator? That'd be me. Okay, uh, who is it that thinks we never really landed on the moon? If you look at those tapes... Who is it, Joe? <laughs> me. And what guy refused to go to the dentist and decided to try to fill his own tooth using tinfoil? <laughs> me. Still can't chew on that side, huh? You see, Joe, you can be stupid. <laughs> you so? I know so. This is the saddest after-school special I have ever seen. In Dave's office, everyone's getting a little bit punchy. You can tell they've been working way too long on this dumb promo. They go around the room doing one word per line in the promo. That reminded me of a spelling exercise I used to do in fifth grade where the teacher would have us all stand in a circle and then she'd give us a word and then we'd have to like say each letter of the word Mm. it was called sparkle do you remember this no you have everybody standing in a circle and let's say the 
the word is couch, yeah. then I would say C and you would say O and then the next kid would say U and then the next kid would say C and then the next kid would say H and then the next kid would say sparkle. Uh, I don't know why that word is a sparkle. And then if ever, if it was spelled correctly and the kid said sparkle, then the next kid would be out. It was kind of like a musical chairs, but, and it was one of those games where like you would be counting to see like, you know, ahead of, okay, if my word is cat and I have, and I'm the third kid, okay, I have to say the letter T or whatever. Or I remember playing it and there were times where I wouldn't know how to spell the word, but I might just get the first letter and I would know the first letter of it. Yeah. You know? Huh. Anyway, I just, that kind of reminded me of that game. Nope. Maybe I've played something like that, but no, that doesn't sound familiar. Yeah. Huh. In the next scene, Bill is looking forward to a summer of blissful speedo freedom or speedum. <laughs> That's pretty good. Uh, in the background, uh, Dave and Lisa are arguing because he accuses her of already inviting someone to the summer house, and that's why. Yeah, he's a jealous creep. Yes, and Lisa has already demonstrated that she's not trustworthy or that she might be, like, doing that. But they're not even together. He doesn't have any standing to no, accuse her of yeah. that. Yeah, she could have invited the entire basketball team over. Yeah, the whole team, Jordan. The Knicks? The Knicks. No, I was thinking of the uh, Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> Honestly, if I was going to have a team over, I think that that's the team I would want. Um, it's because they're fun. Yeah. They're funny. Um, yeah, she could invite anyone over she wants. And, like, he has no, yeah. I don't know. I feel like the only thing I didn't like about this, and I, I agree with you, the only thing I didn't like is that I feel like we're getting cheated out of what they were saying to each other. Oh, no, I don't want to hear it. I'm so tired of hearing them <laughs> argue. Oh, my God, no. Uh, so it ends with Lisa slapping Dave, Did which I don't that? think we've ever seen before. No, I don't think We've so. seen Lisa slap Bill. Right. Did you notice the timing was really bad? It was a fake slap. Like, uh, it, like they, it? Yeah, they added in the sound afterward. And you can tell, like, he turns his face just a little bit too quickly. Huh. So you can, I mean, like, of course, of course, like, you know, Maura Tierney is not slapping Dave Foley. Like, they're not yes. going to do that. But... Like, the timing isn't quite right. Huh. Yeah, I noticed that the blocking had to be in exactly in a certain way. So she had to be, like, kind of facing so she could slap with her, like, left yeah, hand. I told was, you, yeah, yeah, I told you she slapped with her left hand so that his face would have to hit toward the audience. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Another thing I noticed about this scene is that I think it's the scene where Lisa's mouth does not match the words that are coming out so they did that weird like dubbing thing where it looks like mm. she's saying one line but we're hearing something slightly different i wonder if any of our listeners notice that as well or know like what the discrepancy there is mm. i wonder if i listen to the commentary maybe they would talk about it mm. so beth comes into the editing bay uh everybody's exhausted she prompts them to say we are all a bunch of morons. And uh, the only thing that um, IMDb pointed out is that they leave out the word all when they're repeating it. So she says, we are all a bunch of morons. And they say, we are a bunch. Mm. Yeah, the audio editing scenes remind me <laughs> of editing this podcast. Like, just in terms of like, okay, well, I can take out this part, but then I got to splice this part together. And does this sound natural if this line comes after this line? 
the thing I like about this podcast is that I get to be the one making all the creative decisions. So I don't have to That's right. argue with anybody about no. what to leave in and what not to. That's why when we did this, I was pretty like, this is your show, Jordan. Yep. Because once you let me into the uh, editing bay, yep. we might not have a marriage anymore. <laughs> <laughs> There's only been, I think, one occasion where you told me that I have to leave something in and... Did you? I, I did. did. Longtime listeners will remember what that was. It was is. something about sex, I think. It was. Deep callback. So the final product for the promo is just terrible. It's all hacked together. Like, none of the lines flow nicely into each other. Um, <laughs> we just ended up with something so much worse and uglier than the thing we started with. The crack of the bat can only mean WNYX has baseball. New York. Hello, I'm Bill McNeil. Join us and the boys of summer for action. The WNYX team winning. (laughs) That is the most garbled, incoherent piece of crap I've ever heard. I like getting to see Mr. James' teddy bear. I did not remember that at all. It looks like some cheap thing he won at a carnival. Yeah. One thing I wrote down is why wouldn't they just re-record the promo. They have a recording booth right there. I know. It doesn't yeah. make any sense to me. Like even if We it, have to use this audio. Right. Even if it was like, oh, well, we have audio from a baseball stadium and we want the sound of a... what? Like, no, they don't have any special audio that they're using. It just didn't make sense to me. Yeah. I do like <laughs> Dave's criticism of the promo. Can't we just compromise? No. Why? Because compromise is how we wound up with join us and the boys of summer for action, which would be fine if we were running a gay chat line. <laughs> chat lines. Yeah, that's kind of a 90s thing, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it hmm. is. All right, re- remember that when we get to, yo, it's the 90s. So Catherine suggests just using the, like, charge music. Does that song have a name? I don't think so. Dun, 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 No, no. That's not a, like, song. No. No. I think it's, like, a, the, yeah, charge (laughs) music. Da-da-da-dun-da-da. Right. Uh, So she says, just use that, and then with the tag at the end, uh, opening day, WNYX. Um, So she gets rid of basically all of Bill's lines, and you can tell she's just doing that to needle Bill. As they're leaving the office, Mr. James... (laughs) Puts the teddy bear in the cabinet near the coffee machine. I don't I know, know if he's yes, just like putting it somewhere or if like that's where it actually yeah, lives. That's where he stays. It's just been there the whole time. Yeah. Um, I do like the little exchange between Mr. James and Dave, where Mr. James <laughs> insists that he was trying to teach each of them lessons and oh, it's just clear yeah. that he's making it up. Oh, hell, I don't care which version they use. I just wanted to teach Bill a lesson about going over your head. Oh, well, thank you. But you, you realize you also wasted my whole day. Yeah, well, I also wanted to teach you a lesson about uh, cutting up Bill's stuff. Ah, <laughs> all right. But, uh, I mean, what about that poor editor? Oh, I, I want to teach him a lesson about, uh, I don't know, editing, I guess. I got to go. So Joe comes back. He took the test. He got every answer wrong, but he passed the certification because... Uh, the elevator stalled, and he was the only one in a group of eight students who could fix it, and the professor was impressed. Lisa is suspicious that the elevator broke down in that specific circumstance. He hands her like a circuit board, and she offers to throw it into the East River for him. 
How many times on this show has Joe pulled out <laughs> some random circuit board or like some, it's like the prop department just throws a bunch of shit together and they're yeah. like, here's some wires, here's a board. This is the second one I can think of. The other one is in station sale where he, he takes out the circuit board and he just says, I suggest everybody take the stairs instead of the elevator from now on. Right. I feel like there's been a few. Yeah, that's probably right. He also parts from Lisa by saying, you know what time it is, which you like. Flavor Flav. At the end of the episode, Matthew is meeting with all the people who have decided to take over the leases from all of the normal WNYX employees. He brings a guy named Eddie into the uh, break room where apparently they're all just sitting around waiting <laughs> to meet Eddie. It's a little weird that they're all just sitting at that table. They want that Hamptons house. <laughs> but it's, yeah, it's just a bunch of randos. It's like Lisa's cousin and a guy Joe met on the street. Uh, also, Milos the janitor. Right. Yeah. Uh, Milos asks who will be getting the big room. <laughs> Matthew just like flips out a little bit and He's doing that thing where he's, like, almost freaking out, but, like, trying to stifle it as well. Who gets big room? <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Just downtown sometimes. Big room? Maybe you. And that's where the episode ends. There was a lot of covering of advertisements or logos. I wrote them down. Tell us all about it, Kayleen. Pizza Hut? Yep. Pepsi Cola. Well, they have cola on the side of the can, but it's Pepsi. Planters Peanuts. Yep. Diet Coke. Mm -hmm. But I'm looking, I'm specifically talking about ones that the label has been tampered with. The planters jar was turned away. Right. Right. The Lipton tea bag box. Yep. And then there was also a Snapple bottle. Oh. Uh. I find it very distracting. <laughs> I wish they would just use a, gen like, use a generic pizza box. Like, don't use a pizza box. It has a Pizza Hut logo yes. on it. Like... You know, or just use a yellow box and have it just some, you know, your prop department put tea bags on it or whatever. Like, do you need Lipton if you're going to mess it up? Right. <laughs> you know? Right. Especially that Pizza Hut box. It had a huge piece of black tape on yes. it. It just looked janky. Yeah. Speaking of Sabrina the Teenage Witch, which we were doing about an hour ago, I remember there was a subplot once where Sabrina found out that you can use magic to create products for yourself. So, mm. like, if I wanted a new laptop, I could, oh, sure. you know, wizard myself a new laptop. Sure. Uh, but <laughs> it you, has to be knockoff. It has to be knockoff. Exactly right. So, um, <laughs> you get a pear, not an apple. <laughs> later on, she's like, Would you like a can of Popsy? <laughs> I don't know. I remember that joke 25 years later. Okay. So, Kayleen, what did you think of this episode? Not good. No. I mean, I really didn't like it the first time. I liked it slightly better the second time, but... That's funny, because I went the other way. Like, I enjoyed oh. it more on the first watch than I did on the second watch. Yeah, I don't know. I just didn't find any of the plot lines very interesting or funny. But I did laugh twice, so... Yeah. So which of the three subplots would you say is your favorite? Probably the editing thing. Mm. Then the Joe Rogan thing. And then the Hamptons house. Really, the Hamptons house is the lowest. Yeah, it just seems dumb. Like Andy's business, the whole episode is getting people to sign this thing for a house that I don't really. There's something I really like about seeing someone continually <laughs> foiled. It's just it's just like drug out for the whole episode. Like, you know, what would be a good episode it would be 
the, I don't know, the cold open is them all signing this thing. And then like an episode is them actually at Hampton's house doing Mm. something. Yeah. You know, it's a lot of budget to everybody leave and shoot an episode on a Yeah, that's true. I also thought that you could have the end of the episode be Matthew and a bunch of random people standing in a summer house. And oh, everyone's standing yeah. around with their suitcases. Yeah, that and would then be funny. Maybe Milos has funny looking suitcases or something, and right. he says, oh, "Who gets re- big room?" And he's wearing a speedo. That would be real. <laughs> he yeah. takes off his uh, janitorial yes. Yes. onesie, and he's got a speedo underneath. That yeah, would be great. I know. See, we're punching it up. I know. We should be writers. Yeah. <laughs> okay. You know what time it is now. You know what time it is. Time for. Yo, it's the night. Yo, it's the 90s. I've got two. Would you like to go first? Um, I will. Yeah, I have, I have three. I wrote Speedos. I know Speedos still exist, but I just feel like Speedos were a thing we made fun of a lot in the 90s. Definitely. They were a lot more of a punchline. Yeah. Um, the Unabomber. Yep. So that's one of mine. Go ahead. And then I wrote uh, You Know What Time It Is. Oh, okay. So I had the movie Seven. Oh, yeah. Lisa mentions to Joe, have you ever seen the movie Seven? Because he's filled right. all those blue books yes. and all that and yes. crazy handwriting. Man, that is a fantastic movie. So good. I love that movie. <sighs> yeah. We should watch that. Too much for you. I don't know. Much. Have I you might... seen it? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's so good. It's one of those movies I don't regret seeing it, but I'm right at the edge of like, that is another... I can't unsee that movie. That's another one that I read the book. Really? Yeah. Huh. Because, <laughs> again, my parents won't let me see scary movies, and yeah. so I would read the books of things. I think I even read the book uh, for Psycho. Ah. Uh, yeah. Huh. The novelization? I guess so, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I just feel like I remember reading these things. Hmm. I would assume these things were books before they were made into movies, but I Well, that's know. why I asked. A novelization is when it's a movie first, and then right. they write the novel. Right. I, that's why I was wondering if you had read, like... What is it? Maybe I'm not. Maybe it's not Psycho. I don't know. I feel like I, there was another one, like a really famous horror film, something like Psycho or The Exorcist or I already told you I read Jaws. Yes. Um, Peter Benchley. Yeah. I wasn't allowed to see The Shining, so I read The Shining. Yeah. And The Shining was a book before it was a movie. Right. Stephen King. Very good. <laughs> I can do that too. I think it's a little more impressive to pull Peter Benchley than it is to pull Stephen Ooh, King. Well, la da da. Pin a rose on your nose. Mm-hmm. Let's play the game. Uh, so I've got one more thing to say, which is the Unabomber, like you caught. Lisa accuses Joe of being the Unabomber. Uh, Ted Kaczynski had been arrested about two weeks prior to this episode coming out. Hmm. So there was a lag time between shooting this episode and someone actually catching the person who right. turned out to be the Unabomber. Okay. Yeah, that's all I've got for 90s references, which means now it's time for... My game. Your game. Five out of ten, five out of ten. Throughout this episode, Matthew is trying to get everyone to go 
and get a summer house in the Hamptons. Yes. This game is all about resort towns in the United States. Okay. <laughs> I tried to make the questions go from easiest to hardest. Oh, okay. Just to kind of give you that. Yeah. And these are all towns in the United States. Okay. Are you ready? Sure. Question number one. The Hamptons, Southampton and East Hampton, are a popular seaside destination on what island? Long Island. Is that right? No. No, it's not Long Island. No. So I'm going to need you to give me the name of the state in each case if you can. <sighs> oh, God. I don't even know. I don't know where the Hamptons are. Um, are they in Connecticut? I feel like they might be in Connecticut. I feel like they're not in New Jersey. They're on an island? I didn't even know they were on an island. This is the easiest one. Wow. Okay. Well, it's downhill from here for me. Um, I don't know. I, I really don't know. That would be Long Island, New York. Oh, they are on Long Island? They're on the far east side of Long Island. Oh. Yeah. Long Island gets fancier the farther east you go, apparently. That's why I didn't think it was Long Island, because I feel like everybody makes fun of Long Island. But they're making fun of, like, the western half. Oh. I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay, there you go. Should have gone with my first instinct. Do you remember we watched that movie Grey Gardens? Yes. About the weird old ladies. Yes. They live in the Hamptons. Right. Like it's like old money. Right. New Yorkers. Oh yeah, I mean, Real Housewives of New York. They spend Bethany Frankel. Her house is in the Hamptons. Right. They all have houses in the Hamptons. Question number two: This seaside town is also the southernmost point of the continental U.S. Key West. Florida. Very good. We've been there. We have. We went there on a honeymoon. Remember how there was a long line to stand? There, there's like a big um, buoy or something. Yes, yes. On like the, it's like a landmark. And, and it, it says 90 miles to Cuba. Right. Yeah. And it's this big thing. And there was a line of people waiting to like t stand up and take their picture with it. And you and I were just like. Screw that. It was so hot. Yep. Like, we stepped we were on a cruise. We stepped off the cruise ship and we're just, like, drenched in sweat. Yep. A couple of, like, northern mis Midwesterners just, like, <gasps> Yeah. Actually, we just talked on the previous podcast about the six-toed Hemingway cats. Yeah. But, yeah, we walked by it and we were like, I am not waiting in that line. And we just took our own picture, like, yeah. 50 feet to the left. Yes. Just the That's right. <laughs> called it good. Question number three. The well-known souvenir decal from this resort town uses the letters HH or HHI. You know what I mean when I say decal? Like on the back of a car? Yeah, like you have that oval and it'll yep. have letters inside it. Yeah. Like the example that I think of is GC for Grand Cayman. So when you go to the... HH? Is it like Hilton Head? Is that something? Is that right? That is correct. That would be Hilton Head. Do you know the state? No. South Carolina. Huh. Hilton Head Island. Yep. Pulled that out of nowhere. Yeah. Sometimes the eye is a palm tree or a lighthouse. Hmm. But yeah, that's HHI. I don't think I'm, I don't think I know resort towns. As you're saying these questions, I'm like, I don't think I'm going to do well with Well, these. you've got uh, two out of three so far. Yeah. Question number four. This city was the basis for the names of the squares in the board game Monopoly. Um... Is it Atlantic City? That is correct. Do you know the state? 
Atlantic City. Is that Georgia? No. I don't know. That would be New Jersey. Oh, it is? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I was way off. I guess I was thinking of Atlanta, Kayleen. Oh, oh okay. Oh, okay. I was wondering how you got there. No, I was just thinking of Atlanta, Georgia. Atlantic City. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Yep, famous for its boardwalk and its casinos. Is that where Coney Island is? No, Coney Island is south of New York City, okay. kind of off the southwest coast of Long Island. Oh. Off Brooklyn. Yeah. Yeah. I think. Do you remember that geography is not one of my strong suits? I know. Yeah. Question number five. Tourists to this town are primarily drawn there by NASCAR and spring break. Somewhere in Florida. <sighs> Where do people go for spring break? Palm Springs. What's a famous NASCAR race? I Oh, honey. What's the most famous NASCAR honey. race? Indianapolis 500. That's not NASCAR. That's all I know about racing. That's not NASCAR, but... NASCAR, Pensacola, Florida. <laughs> now I'm just... Is Florida the right state? Florida's the right state. Okay. Uh, Tampa? Is no. that your guess? No, where do people go for spring break in Florida? I'm going to say it and you're going to know it. No, I know. I'm just like, where do they all go? I'm like thinking like MTV <laughs> like in the 90s where they would all go for spring break. Cancun. That's not it. Um, I don't know. That would be Daytona Beach, Florida. Oh, okay. The Daytona 500. I should know that. I've played video games before where you like do the Daytona. Yeah. I used to play a racing game with my brother and when there was like a race at daytona beach. really yeah oh people go there for spring break mm-hmm. i mm. think that might be a little like passe i think cancun is more popular now yeah but mm. yeah question number six this town on cape cod is a popular tourist destination for the lgbt plus community oh is it fire island that's such a good guess. That's not it. So I'll give but you another one. But that's over one. there, too. That's off of Long Island, though. That's, like, South Shore, Long Island. This is off the coast of... Sorry, this is on Cape Cod. I have no idea. Okay, that would be Provincetown, Massachusetts. No. You know Massachusetts has that long... The hook. Hook. Yeah. The very tip of it. Yeah. That's Provincetown. Okay. That's a really popular gay resort town. Oh. I thought maybe you would know that. Nope. I know more about Fire Island myself. Do you? I watched, yeah, I've seen some things about it. Yeah. It looks like fun. For a married Oh, yeah. Lady? <laughs> no, as a straight woman, like, most, I don't know, I don't want to speak for all straight women, but, like, some of the most fun I've ever had in my life is with gay men. Sure. Because it's, you feel so unthreatened (laughs) they're not looking at you with that gaze of like how can i get in your pants i just mean (laughs) i i have also heard criticisms from the gay community that's a little like this is for us like we don't really need us straight women coming here sure just because you feel safe here doesn't necessarily mean like we want you we want you here absolutely yeah yeah question number seven the name of this midwest tourist destination comes from port de mot or Death's Door, due to the number of shipwrecks along the strait. Death's Door. I have no idea. It's in the Midwest. It's in the Midwest. But it's a strait? Well, a strait meaning like a... Waterway? Isthmus. Yeah, waterway. So it must be around like the Great Lakes then, because there's no... 
Yeah, this isn't the best written question. <laughs> okay. Because when you say said the author of the question, like when you say the straight and you say the Midwest, I'm well, like, well, some people consider Ohio to be, I guess, like the Midwest. Yes. Or, you yes. Know. So there is a body of water. Ships would crash there a lot. So they called it Death's Door. I've never heard that, but. I I don't know. We've been there on vacation twice. That would be Door County, Wisconsin. Oh, okay. Comes from Death's Door. Oh, because, I didn't know that. Yeah, the ships would crash there. Remember, Death's Door is a kind of like gin or something that you can buy. No. 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 Okay. Question number eight. This is a resort town in the Coachella Valley, popular with old Hollywood stars. <laughs> You've already guessed it. If that helps. Say it again. This is a desert resort town in the Coachella Valley, popular with old Hollywood. I have no idea. That would be Palm Springs, California. Oh, okay. I thought maybe you'd heard of Palm Springs. Yeah, I've heard of it, but I don't even know anything about it. Okay, question number nine. This is just one I learned I thought was fun. The first permanent European settlement on this town, on the Gulf of Mexico, was a den of French pirates. New Orleans. Oh, that's such a good guess. I have no idea. This is Galveston, Texas. I don't even know. <laughs> no. Sure to God. Galveston? No. No. It's on um, the Gulf of Mexico. It's far south Texas. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Question number 10. This is indicting me as a question writer more I than know. it's indicting you I as know. a question answerer. I know. <laughs> question number 10. Prior to becoming a tourist destination, this town... You're, never, you're not going to know this. I just... Prior to becoming a tourist destination, this town had a very high rate of congenital deafness, and residents there developed their own independent form of sign language. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I don't know. That would be Martha's Vineyard, Massachusetts. I think that you just find fun facts about places. That is absolutely true about the last two. <laughs> yeah, that's why they got harder. Some of these, I think it was reasonable for you to to know. And then there were some that were just like, oh, these are fun facts. That Knowing were... that your wife, how does she do with geography? You've questions? been to Door County three times. I didn't know that there were shipwrecks there. Why did you think it was called Door County? Just because... I thought that was the thing we learned about when we were there. I don't. I think you read that on a plaque somewhere. That's why I spend all that time with <laughs> all know. those plaques. I know. All right. You got... Three. <laughs> two. You got three out of ten. I'll take it. Know your audience, Jordan. Listeners, let me know if you think I'm being too hard on Kayleen. You are being too hard on I Kayleen. probably am. Key West, Hilton Head, like Atlantic City. Like, I thought that Atlantic City one was well known as trivia. So, like, I was yeah. not trying to, like, stump you there. Daytona Beach, Daytona 500. I thought, th I really did think a lot of these were. They were not all hard. But I also, like, you're asking me questions on things you know that I don't know anything about. Yes, but also I was prepared for you to be like, oh, on Real Housewives, they're constantly going to Martha's Vineyard. Yeah, but they don't talk about how there's a deaf community there that made up their own form of sign language. I thought that was a really interesting fact. That's that's beside the point. I know. Though I should have written a better question for that one. And they don't go to Martha's Vineyard. They go to the Hamptons. Is there a Real Housewives of Boston? No. Oh. 
There's one of Washington, D.C. Do they go to Martha's Vineyard? I don't know. I've never watched that season. Because it's popular with, like, politicians. I think. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's Potomac. Potomac. Okay. Real Housewives of Potomac. I've never watched that season. Hmm. Well, sorry. All right. So now is the point in the show where we do recommendations. Oh, no. I totally forgot. Would you like me to go first? No, I'm going to go. Okay, you go. I'm going to steal it right away. I recommend going to Iceland. (laughs) (laughs) Is that something that's uh, broadly applicable to people? I'm going to be more specific. I recommend going to Iceland if you like doing road trips because I think that Iceland is an awesome country to visit. Um, Well, period. But if you are somebody who likes spending some time in the car... And, like, you consider that to be part of the experience. Like, if you like the traveling part of it. I just really enjoyed that aspect of our trip. And there are lots of um, camper vans that you can rent in Iceland. It's I think it's really convenient to go there, especially if you like camping, which is a great way you could save money. And, like I said, the scenery changes every 30 minutes down the road. And Mm -hmm. so there's always something new to look at. Um, and there's tons of places you pull off and here's a new hot spring and here's a new waterfall and here's a, you can, and you can camp at some of these locations. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I just think it's a really, and I mean, the flight was six hours, which was not super enjoyable, but like very much more doable than when we went to Australia. (laughs) So yeah, there's just a lot of reasons where I feel like, especially if you were somebody who doesn't love traveling a lot like if you find traveling really stressful i think that iceland would be a good yes um place to go also because you do get the experience of people speak a different language there mm-hmm. the money the money is different there and like everybody speaks english yes and most signs are in english and icelandic um and it's a little like europe light <laughs> you know? yeah yeah um and also like it, like i said it feels like they've really worked hard to make it very comfortable and convenient for tourists. Yes. Um, and so, again, if you're somebody who doesn't love, you know, traversing the challenges of traveling, I feel like it's very well planned out. Yeah, I just had a great time. So you should go to Iceland. There you go. That's my recommendation. Very good. <laughs> I have two conjoined recommendations, both also centering on our trip, but I don't think they necessarily have anything to do with Iceland itself, so I'm not stepping on your toes. I'm going to recommend two apps. Oh. So the first one is called Drops. It is a language learning app that I got to learn some Icelandic before we went there. I was very intimidated by the possibility that we would run into people that I need to talk to but can't. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so I also just like learning languages. I'm very interested in that stuff. So I learned some Icelandic words. And Drops is really nice because it just gives you stock phrases or vocabulary. And that's what you're learning. And it makes it very easy, simple, user-friendly to learn words. And so I learned a bunch of words. And it was very helpful to (laughs) know those words when looking at a menu or whatever. Um, So, yeah, Duolingo gets a lot of the, like, attention in terms of language learning apps, uh, but Drops was also very helpful to just learn basic knife, fork, spoon, road, map, credit card. Bathroom. Bathroom. You remember bathroom? Closet. That's right. The second one is called Merlin, 
Oh, man. You had <clears throat> was, all, used Merlin a lot on that trip. I was very happy with Merlin. So Merlin is basically Shazam for birds. <laughs> it's <laughs> Shazam for bird song. Uh, I got this recommendation from the Slate Culture Gab Fest, but basically uh, it is an app put out by the Cornell Lab of Ornithology, and you can use it to identify birds based on your location. You can either take a photo, and it'll try to photo match the bird to whatever's in its database, or you can hold up your phone and let it listen to the bird song, and it will tell you what kind of bird it is. And I had a lot of fun Oh yeah, doing this. Yes. It also just like, if you turn on location services, it'll just tell you, here are some birds you might be seeing in your area. And I really had a good time mm-hmm. looking at the different birds. My favorite bird in all of Iceland that we saw. Oyster catcher. That's right. The Eurasian oyster catcher is a really cute bird with a long orange bill. I can't believe your favorite isn't the puffin. I like the puffins a lot. I mean, that's a classic. We got to see puffins. It's a classic choice. I liked the wimbrels as well. What was the one, what was the bird that sounded like? Yeah, that was the wimbrel. Yeah, we saw them. We saw a lot of arctic terns and common eiders and, uh, yeah, Merlin was that, just great. That one swan, what kind of swan was it? A whooper swan. Yeah, we saw a lot of whooper swans. We saw a lot of gray gooses, gray geese. So, uh, yeah, it's totally free. You can make an account and then you can kind of track the birds you've seen, but, um, I think drops costs money after the free trial, but Merlin is totally free. So, yeah, check those out. This uh, podcast is not sponsored by Tourism Iceland. This podcast is not sponsored by anything. We're just two people who liked our vacation and can't shut up about it. Yep. All right, Kayleen, this is the point in the episode where we talk about our favorite moment. What was your favorite moment? Oh, God. I don't know if I had a favorite Dredge moment. one up. Um, I actually liked... The moment when Beth told Joe that he is stupid (laughs) or that he can be stupid. Yeah. I thought that was a nice little exchange. I like the moment where Bill says that Speedos are indeed quite revealing. (laughs) (laughs) Kayleen, I believe you get to choose the... Blue books. You're choosing blue books. Okay. So on a scale from one to five blue books, what would you give this episode? 2.1. Okay. That's higher than I thought you were going to give it. Well, I don't remember what I gave the tunnel, but yeah, I'll say 2.1. Okay. I'm going to say 2.1 as well. Oh, okay. Yeah. Less than average, but still not that bad. So next episode, we will be discussing season two, episode 21, entitled Led Zeppelin 2. Okay. It is the last episode of season two. Oh my God. We've been doing this podcast for three years. That's not true. <laughs> I think we recorded our first episode a little a little less than a year ago. All right. So we'll be doing this for about three more years. Probably, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah, so I'm looking forward to that. We're going to do that episode, and then I think we have two episodes. We're going to do a, a season two wrap-up, just where we talk about the highlights. Okay. Things like that. Maybe I've got a little game. Oh, planned. And then we will also do our traditional summer episode. So we will talk about what happened. Wait, we have a traditional summer episode? We did that last time. Remember, it was kind of like what happened in the summer of 95 between season one and season two. We do a whole episode on that? I thought so. (laughs) So there's a lot going on in (laughs) pop culture that I want to talk to you about. And this is a 90s podcast almost as much as it's a news radio podcast. Okay, I guess You knew that. 
honey, I don't know what this podcast is. I just show up and I sit down and I say some stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Do a microphone. That's that's what a podcast is. <laughs> exactly. But I don't know I don't know what I'm talking about. Well. I know. You're in the right place. I know. <laughs> So we'll probably do those, and then we will start in earnest on season three. And I will say... It's your favorite season, three and four. It is. I was peeking ahead at the episodes, and the first few in season three... Don't tell me anything. Don't. Just looking forward to it. Great. I'm glad. We all need things to look forward to. Yeah, I don't have anything to look forward to anymore. (laughs) Now that our vacation is done. You have a few things. Anything else? Let's go to bed. Okay. For WKJP News Radio, this is Jordan and Kayleen signing off. The theme music for WKJP News Radio is the song You Say But You Don't Know by the band Troubles Afoot. You can check them out on Spotify, Bandcamp, Apple Music, or wherever you find new music. Special thanks to Uncle Keith for our use of equipment and technical support. If you have questions, comments, or suggestions, you can reach out to us at WKJPPod on Twitter or Instagram. You can also email us at WKJPPod at gmail.com. If you like our show, please rate and review it on Apple Podcasts to help us find other listeners like you. Thanks so much for listening.